Welcome to the Alcohol Tipping Point Podcast. I'm your host, Deb Maisner. I'm a registered nurse, health coach, and alcohol-free badass. I have found that there's more than one way to address drinking. If you've ever asked yourself if drinking is taking more than it's giving, or if you've found that you're drinking more than usual, you may have reached your own alcohol tipping point. The Alcohol Tipping Point is a podcast for you to find tips, tools, and thoughts to change your drinking. Whether you're ready to quit forever or a week, this is the place for you. You are not stuck and you can change. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Alcohol Tipping Point podcast. I am sharing this episode that I actually recorded with one of my work colleagues back at St. Alphonse's. And it is about mindfulness, and I'm excited to share it because I'm also bringing back my program, Mindful AF, and I wanted to just give you a little bit more information about mindfulness. So in this re-release of the podcast that I did with my friend Candy back at St. Alphonse's, we talk about mindfulness, and I share with her how it can help you and some of the top myths surrounding mindfulness and also ways you can just practice it every day. You you don't have to become a monk and go live on a mountain. You can bring mindfulness into your life every day. I'm really passionate about mindfulness. It really helped me navigate my life after I gave up drinking because I had all these emotions and I couldn't drink at them anymore and I couldn't numb them out. And so I needed to find ways to navigate life, life on life's terms. And that's really what mindfulness does for you. And so this mindful AF program that I do, it's actually modified from a class that I taught to the nurses and healthcare workers at the hospital. And then last year, I offered it for the first time in the alcohol tipping point because so many of the concepts can help you manage your mind and manage your drinking, manage your life, honestly. And so I love teaching Mindful AF, and I want to invite you to the next live class, which is going to start September 13th. We're going to do live classes every Wednesday evening. And it's different than just getting together and meditating. And I will talk about that in this podcast episode. It's a a myth about mindfulness that it's just about meditation. And meditation is great. And it's free, right? You can do Insight Timer, you can do YouTube videos, and I highly recommend you do. But in this class, what we really do is take a deep dive into specific mindfulness topics and learn how you think the way you do, why you think the way you do, and then how to change that, either accepting it or just bringing attention to it and changing it. So each class for each week that we do, each topic is going to take a different aspect of mindfulness of how you think and break it down and give you tools so that you can manage your thinking better so that you just don't automatically turn to drinking. Or, you know, for some people, you, you've given up drinking maybe and you're still managing your emotions. You're still dealing with life, you know, you still have anxiety and stress and burnout. So many people have burnout. And so mindfulness is a way that you can manage that anxiety and stress so you don't have so much burnout. 
So we'll be spending a whole week on talking about being an autopilot and how we just automatically do these behaviors. We automatically turn to drinking whenever we feel anxious or when we're at a party or whatever. And so we'll talk about how to break out of autopilot so that you can bring more awareness and and make better choices. We're going to talk about compassion and how to be more compassionate to ourselves as we're making changes and then talk about bringing more attention to the here and now because so often what happens with our anxiety is we're either you know fretting ruminating about the past or we're fixated and we're anxious about the future but when we can learn to bring ourselves back to the present moment to the here and now instead of then and there then that can bring us so much peace and calmness. And, you know, when I did, I did a survey and I was asking you all, I sent it out in one of my emails and I was asking, what were your top challenges as far as when it comes to drinking and anxiety and stress that ranked number one. And so I wanted to give you a tool to help you better manage those emotions when life's a shitstorm, when you're feeling anxious and stress so that you don't have to turn to drinking. And so that's, that's what mindfulness can do. And that's why this program is different than just like practicing a meditation. I really think when you can learn to become a better thinker and manage your thoughts and either change them or accept them, then that's going to help all aspects of your life. So I want to invite you to join the next Mindful AF program. It starts September 13th. It's eight weeks. All the classes will be recorded. You're also going to get a ton of worksheets and resources, and you will also get those meditations as well. And it's just a really wonderful program. We'll record all those live classes if you're not able to make them, but it's just, it's a good time to spend some time learning to live mindfully, learning to use mindfulness to live life fully without numbing out. So check that out. You can go to alcoholtippingpoint.com slash mindful AF. And if you sign up before August 20th, you'll get early bird pricing. And I would love to have you join me. I also put the link in the show notes. And I hope you enjoy this episode that I do with Candy because it will give you a little bit more of a background about mindfulness and how it's accessible to everyone and, and how it's helpful to everyone too. So enjoy this episode. I would love to see you in the Mindful AF class. Welcome to St. Alphonsus Wellcast the podcast where we explore the many facets of health and well-being. This podcast is brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Well-Being and a generous grant from the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the St. Alphonsus Wellcast. I'm Candy Zapia, Wellness Coordinator at St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Well-Being. While I'm usually more behind the scenes as a producer of our podcast, today I get the privilege to host, and I am joined by my colleague and friend, Deborah Maisner. Hello, Debbie. Hi, Candy. I'm excited to be on the show today. Yes, thanks for joining us. So for those of you who don't know, Debbie is a registered nurse in our department, 
And today, she's going to be speaking with us on the topic of mindfulness. So we're going to learn more about what mindfulness is, the benefits of being more mindful, and tips on how we can practice mindfulness in our day-to-day lives. So with that, I'm going to kind of pass it on to Debbie and let you kind of take the reins on this. Well, first of all, I really love mindfulness. I've gotten more passionate about it as the years have gone on. (laughs) And I've just found it to be something that is very useful and practical and, and actually something that anyone can do. It seems kind of daunting at first, but as we talk about today, you'll find out that mindfulness is for everyone. I love that. So break it down for us. What exactly is mindfulness? When we say let's practice mindfulness, what do you mean? Well, it's basically bringing your attention to the current moment, the present moment. So paying attention to the present moment in an open and non-judgmental way. You know, we, we find that so often we're either ruminating about the past or we're anxious and we're rehearsing for the future, right? So mindfulness is about the now. And what we find is right now we are okay. You know, as you are listening to these words, you are okay right now. I love that. So it's just a way of helping you manage different areas of your life. You know, mindfulness has been shown to reduce stress. It can help control anxiety. It can promote your emotional health. It can decrease symptoms of depression, can increase your focus and your attention span. It can even reduce age-related memory loss. It can help fight addictions. It can improve your sleep, control pain, and reduce your blood pressure. So it's not just woo, right? Right, (laughs) right. It's just about the woo. (laughs) Right. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of great benefits. And I can imagine just taking a moment anyways in our day, and like you say, being present in the moment, I can definitely see how that can help with you know, anxiety, because of course we know that anxiety lives in the future, right? And as someone that likes to plan well ahead, sometimes I'm unable to just kind of like quiet my mind and and really be present in the moment because I'm thinking about, oh, I need to get this done or that done. But I could definitely see the benefit, the natural benefit that would come from just trying to you know, for a short period of time, because, you know, we, we've got things to do and we do need to be prepared. But, you know, just taking a few minutes, would you suggest a few minutes in the day to just focus and find someplace quiet and just really be present to kind of just recharge our batteries? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's different ways you can practice mindfulness. So one is just taking that sort of break. It might be helpful to go over just some of the myths about mindfulness Mm. to be like, (laughs) what is this thing that we're talking about? (laughs) Mindfulness and living in the present moment. What does that really mean? Yeah, I'm definitely interested. Let's, let's hit some of those myths around mindfulness. Okay. Well, I would say the number one myth is that mindfulness is meditation. Uh. So mindfulness is, or meditation is one way to practice mindfulness, um, but it doesn't 
mean that that is all you are doing. You know, I think a, a lot of people get intimidated or they don't even want to do it because they think, oh, I need to just have a shrine in my room and sit <laughs> crisscross, right. uh, go on a silent retreat, you know, become a monk, study, study meditation, you know, just kind of all these daunting things. So I do like to point out that although meditation is great and it's it's a wonderful way to practice mindfulness, it isn't exactly all of mindfulness. Great. That's a good clarification. We don't have to go to those extremes, but there are ways that we can incorporate meditation, but that's not just what mindfulness is. So that's great. Okay, what's another myth we can bust? That mindfulness is about taking time out to rest and relax. Okay. So, yeah, that might be a side effect of taking time to come to the now, the present moment. But really what we're doing is we are allowing ourselves to be in the present moment as it is, you know, accepting life on life's terms. And sometimes life sucks, right? Yes. Sometimes... It's awful. You know, life, I like to say life is 50-50. It's 50% good, 50% bad. It kind of runs the gamut in between, right? Sometimes it's going to be awful. Sometimes it's going to be awesome. So how can we learn to sit in our uncomfortableness? Mm -hmm. How can we learn to allow even negative emotions? Mm -hmm. Because when we're talking about being mindful to the present moment, our present moment isn't always blissful, right? right? It could be that you are feeling anxious. It could be that you are feeling angry or you are stressed out or you're sad. And that's okay. We What we do is we bring attention to our feelings and we observe them in an open and non-judgmental way. We're just allowing them to be. Wow. That's deep. So so it's not just taking a nap. It's not just <laughs> no. relaxing on the couch, but more of something that we're actively engaging in with our thought processes mm -hmm. and everything. I think that's that's great. That's that's clearing up some things for me myself about what I thought, you know, mindfulness was. That's a great clarification. And it does, it puts more work back on us. So we're still being, I guess, and that goes back to being present, is acknowledging those emotions and those feelings, whatever they may be in that moment, and kind of working through them, appreciating that they're there, acknowledging mm -hmm. it, and then kind of, I guess, addressing. So where do we, where do we go from there? Yeah. So, so another myth of mindfulness is that it's a religion. You know, a lot mm. of people think it's associated or is like a Buddhist religion or it's, it's something monks practice. So it's not a religion. It, it's actually something that has become quite incorporated into modern society. Now it has been around for a long time. It has its roots in Buddhism, but now there's been so much scientific research on it. It's been incorporated into so many different kinds of therapies like cognitive-based therapy, acceptance and commitment therapy. It's been used in hospitals. It's been used with children. It's been used with refugees. You know, it, it's not a religion. So that's one of the myths about it. Right. 
some people think that it's really difficult uh, and it can be difficult to really allow ourselves to be open and non-judgmental and just experience life as life is and accept things as they are without trying to change them. Mm-hmm. But it also means that, you know, we it doesn't mean that like we're not concerned with the future anymore. Right. It's right. it's not we're we don't become the dude. We don't become <laughs> all right, all right, right? We still are concerned yes. with the future. But what happens is, you know, when we were talking about like sometimes we're just so stuck in the past, we're just ruminating about the past, or we're just anxious and fretting about the future. Well, what we want with mindfulness is we want more of a balance. You know, we we want to allow for memories of the past. And we want to plan for the future, but we want to create more space in the middle. And the middle part is is the now, right? Right. A lot of people talk about like, how can we live longer? We, we all want to live longer. We talk about longevity and whatnot. But I think mindfulness is more about like, how can we live better? Mm. How can our days be more full? How can we be more present? Right. How can we enjoy what we have right now? Oh, I love that. Because there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee about the future. The future is just a thought. It's a construct. And and we don't know what's going to happen. And so that's just bringing us back to, to now, to mindfulness, moment by moment. Right, right. That's fantastic. And now that we kind of know some of the benefits and, and the myths behind, you know, mindfulness, how can we incorporate mindfulness in our day-to-day yeah yeah so so much like i mean you can just start the day out right you know just take a moment to consciously be present throughout the day you can decide that right Mm -hmm. one way when we're at work we can work slower but smarter you know, a lot of the times when we're at work or when we're at home, we're just, we're so busy. We're trying to get everything done, right? Mm-hmm. So we can just slow down into the moment, into the task at hand, you know, do one thing at a time. Um, one way you can practice mindfulness is by being more mindful when you're eating. So really taking the time to, to smell your food, to taste it to chew it slowly, you know, just to really savor it. That's one way you can do mindfulness. You can do it when you're drinking your coffee or your tea, you know, just feeling that cup in your hand and and the warmth on your hands and and then just the steam coming off of the coffee cup and just the smell and then just tasting it and feeling it just really go through your body. That's just being really present. And I mean, how many times do we eat or drink without even thinking about it or remembering oh, all it? All right? the time. All the time. It becomes a mindless activity. You know, it's exactly. just something that we're doing while we're doing something else. And so I really like that idea. And I love tea. You know, when I'm drinking that next mug of tea. I'll try to be a little bit more present in that moment and enjoying just the flavors and just the the fact that I get to have something that brings me a little bit of warmth and enjoyment and relaxation. 
you know, and and not use that time, you know, chugging tea while trying to get kids out the door and, you know, <laughs> thinking of all the other oh, yeah. things for the day, <laughs> but just being present in that nice moment. Yeah, totally. A big component of mindfulness is acceptance, and that's accepting things as they are, not as we would have them be. And and sometimes when we go into work or whatnot and we notice that we're stressed, just accepting that emotion, accepting like, wow, this is a, a crap day at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of trying to fight it, right? Just allowing it. I mean, still focusing on the task at hand, focusing on solutions, but for too much, we're, we're kind of judging ourselves and, and we're, you know, we end up in that like, oh, I should, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should, I mean, we end up shooting all over ourselves in our lives, <laughs> no matter what, you know, <laughs> I love that shooting could, all over. Ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Stop shooting all over yourself. I mean, that could be parental guilt or not getting your workout in or whatever. We, we're full of shoulds. So mindfulness is really about letting go of, of the judgment of, of what we are doing and accepting it and allowing it. Great. Fantastic. Well, can you show us or give us an example or lead us through a little bit of a simple mindfulness practice that we could do on our own? Sure. Well, I have to. So one of my favorites is called box breathing. And that is, it's just a term for, we'll go through these series of, of breaths together, but basically this is a really cool thing to do. It's something that's taught to Navy SEALs. So guys, you can do it too. <laughs> and the reason why is because it helps reduce cortisol. So cortisol is your stress hormone. It's it's our little frenemy that rears up when we're in fight or flight. And so box breathing is just a way to bring ourselves back to right now, the present moment, and, and just take a minute, maybe take 30 seconds to just pause and breathe. And breathwork is so good too because it's free <laughs> love and free. it's accessible. <laughs> yeah, yes, this isn't costing you anything and you always have your breath. So you could do this in the bathroom. You could do it while you're driving. You can do it anytime. So we'll do it together, Candy. Okay, okay I'm ready. So we are going to inhale for four seconds. Okay. One, two three, four, hold that breath for four seconds, three, four, now slowly exhale for four seconds, one, two, three, four, let's go ahead and repeat that, inhale, one, two, three, four, Hold, one, two, three, four, exhale, one, two, three, four. And we could keep doing it for a full minute, but it it's just, it, it takes your yourself back into yourself, right? Yes. You're counting. Yes. So, so you're not thinking about other things, you're right. counting. 
and then you're breathing and you're slowing your breathing intentionally when we slow down when we slow our breathing then that calms our nervous system too so that that's a super simple thing you don't need to be a monk to do that (laughs) (laughs) no that is great and you can you can almost immediately feel just a little bit more relaxed and again like you said when you're count when you're thinking about counting like i need to hold it for four seconds your mind is focused there and on Mm -hmm. that breath and it really does help to kind of block out you know everything else so that's that's definitely something I would like to do in the car in my transition between coming home from work and going home to the children, being hungry and needing homework. <laughs> a nice Totally. Yeah. Break. And you can do it with your kids. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I've heard about the benefits and I've also heard about some of the schools starting to try and incorporate mindfulness for children and having some moments in the classroom for that, you know, if kids are struggling to kind of stay focused or, you know, just that little moment because they're seeing the benefits in children. And I think that's fantastic and definitely something that we can practice with our families and and also encourage our friends and colleagues as well. Yeah. See, it's easy. And I'm glad you brought up transition. Another thing you could do is each time that you transition a room Mm -hmm. or anything with a door, passing through a door is to acknowledge, you know, just pause even for a second and take a breath and just acknowledge moving into a new space and finishing with an old one. Mm. Right. And so you can set up cues that help you be more mindful like that. You could put sticky notes uh, around your house or in your office to remind you just to take a a pause, do box breathing. You could set an alarm on your phone. You could schedule it in your calendar. You you know, there, there, there are different ways we can keep bringing it back to now. Keep bringing it back to now because right now we are okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing about this, Debbie. I'm excited to incorporate some of these things into my my day today, and hopefully some of our listeners will be able to as well. Are there any final thoughts that you would like to share in regards to this topic of mindfulness? I think the other one I wanted to share about was gratitude. You know, we, we talk about gratitude a lot. We don't always connect it with being mindful, but when we practice gratitude, what we are doing is bringing ourselves back to now and being grateful for what we have right now instead of focusing on the future. You know, so often we're like, okay, when I graduate from school, then I'll be happy. When I retire, then I'll be happy. When I get off at five, then I'll be happy. (laughs) Right? Right. And so... When we do gratitude practice, that brings us back to right now. Okay, right now I am at work and I am so grateful to be able to talk to you about this, Candy. You know, I'm so grateful that I have an office I can work in. I'm so grateful that I have a job. You know, you see how you're just like back to now instead of focused on the future again. And same with people who are like trying to accomplish a goal, you know, maybe it's weight loss 
and and they're just not where they want to be you know there becomes this big gap between where we are now and where we want to be and so bringing it back to right now like right now maybe i'm not where i want to be in my body but wow i can really feel gratitude for for my breath I can feel gratitude for my legs that brought me here, that I can still walk, that I can, you know, I have this body that is doing all these things that I don't have to do, right? It's breathing <laughs> for me. My heart is beating for me. I, I'm not even doing anything. And it's taking care of me. Right. So I, I do like to just point out that gratitude is a way to come back to now. These are all such wonderful, wonderful tips, practical things that we can do to help us be more mindful, more present and grateful. I love the gratitude situation and taking that moment to just look at what we do have instead of, you know, all those things that get into our heads and, you know, where we feel that we should be. So that's an excellent, excellent step that people can start doing. So Wonderful. Well, thank you, Debbie, so much for talking us through this and wonderful resources, wonderful tips on how we can incorporate mindfulness in our day-to-day lives. All right. I'm back on the Alcohol Tipping Point podcast again. I just wanted to thank you for listening to this uh, conversation I had with Candy about mindfulness. And I'd love to invite you again to join the Mindful AF program that's starting September 13th. You can go to alcoholtippingpoint.com slash mindful AF. And if you join before August 20th, you get an early bird discount. Hope you have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Alcohol Tipping Point podcast. Please share and review the show so you can help other people too. I want you to know I'm always here for you. So please reach out and talk to me on Instagram at Alcohol Tipping Point and check out my website, alcoholtippingpoint.com for free resources and help. No matter where you are on your drinking journey, I want to encourage you to just keep practicing, keep going. I promise you are not alone and you are worth it. Every day you practice not drinking is a day you can learn from. I hope you can use these tips we talked about for the rest of your week. And until then, talk to you next time.